Oh, yeah. I like this. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Keith Butler with my co-host, Jeffrey Lowe. All right. And we'd like to welcome you all to the, uh, to the Hook Podcast, coming to you from the Six Hole Studio here in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, we're going to talk a little more sports with you. Yeah, on, on the lovely uh, Detroit golf course, a private club here in the city of Detroit. Yeah, we were looking out there, and uh, we were talking about the golfers, and it kind of, you know, sparked something in Jeff's yeah. mind. Well, you know, we talked, you know, Rock Financial uh, Golf Tournament is played on this uh, golf course, and uh, uh, my former coach, uh, baseball coach, who's now the golf coach, I'd like to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Jake Robinson, Coach Jake Robinson of Wiley College. Coach, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you very much, Jeff. I uh, really appreciate this opportunity to uh, speak to you concerning our program here at Wiley College. And we All thank right. you for, for joining us today. So uh, Jeff was telling me off air before we got in touch with you that you used to coach baseball and then you swung over to golf. Uh, why would you do that? Well, actually, it was an opportunity. Uh, the president uh, approached me here at Wiley College. Uh, he had kind of been conversing with me off and on for the last last couple of years, you know. And uh, actually, I, I got out of coaching. I've uh, been out probably out of coaching probably about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I opened up my own business. Uh, I used to also officiate Division One basketball and baseball. And it just gave me an opportunity to kind of get away from the game a little bit. Uh, at that time, minorities were not given the same opportunity as far as making a decent living in the sport. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a good transition for me to step out. And I took a lot of my money and invested in uh, rental properties. So I have about 25 houses. Wow. And uh, so things are working up for me. But then I felt like I just need to step back into it. I played golf. Uh, I've been playing golf for about 25 years. I love the sport, and I feel like I can add a contribution to the sport. Okay, okay. Coach, uh, golf and baseball, some similarities. Got a white ball, got a white ball and golf. Got a swing in motion. Got swing in motion. Uh, some of the techniques are some of the fundamentals that you use uh, to coach baseball. Can they transfer over to golf? That is that, that that's correct, but okay. the the opportunity uh, that I feel like it's important to try to mentor in this in this situation is giving kids an opportunity to branch out into other sports. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, here in Texas and it's basically uh, nationwide, uh, these kids nowadays are so focused on football mm-hmm. and basketball yeah. yep. they don't give uh, lifetime sports an equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm stepping off into that profession. Okay, you, you, you said a lifetime sport. is that's, that's what golf is? And what do you mean by lifetime sport? You can play forever? Well, uh, golf is it's a lifetime sport in the sense that you can play it till you get 70, 80 years old. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not a problem. You, when you get tired of walking, you can get in a golf court and ride the golf court. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have online and health conditions. That doesn't affect you because uh, – you're actually still working and uh, keeping your blood pressure down. And also physically, you're moving every muscle in your body. So you can play it year round. Mm. 
So now, what's it like uh, coaching golf at an HBCU? You know, Tiger Tiger Woods, most famous black golfer. Stanford. Uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it like golfing, you know, coaching golf at, uh, in Texas at uh, Wiley College? Okay. Uh, it's, it's really no difference because coaching is coaching. And you get an opportunity to excel and work with young kids and give them an opportunity to step out in a different atmosphere. Uh, a lot of kids are not in tune to uh, golf at this point in time just because uh, you got your other sports are so dominant. But then all of a sudden when they get injured or they step out and feel like that they're not able to play at a high level, then they branch off into other sports like golf. And this is what I'm finding out uh, in recruiting. The same thing applies to males as females. I'm also the uh, head ba- uh, head coach in both uh, girl, uh, young ladies as well as men's uh, here at Wiley College. So I coach the girls and the men here. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a spot <clears throat> in Texas. Football <laughs> is king around the world, but in Texas – Football is the czar. We know that football in Texas is just huge. How do you get kids outside of those who are, are injured and who can't play football or basketball anymore? How, how do you recruit them just to get – how do you get kids interested in playing golf? Okay. One of the things that I'm finding out is the fact that as far as recruiting goes, I use a technique that I found to be very successful for me when I was in baseball. Uh, I recruit in predominantly black cities, minority cities more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a lot of my players still very actively involved in baseball. And uh, just like in Detroit, uh, I've already contacted Jeff Lowe, and he's turned me on some people in Dayton, Ohio, and in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And I've made contact with him or those individuals and you also run into situations. I have a very uh, productive situation there in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I found out that uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, you have a predominantly black school still there. And what I'm saying is I've got a young man that played for me named Billy Harris, and he's gotten me a list of predominantly uh, black uh, high schools there in Detroit as well as Atlanta, Georgia, East St. Louis, St. Louis, uh, Chicago, uh, and other areas. Uh, Also in California, I recruited out of California. Also, I recruited out of Dayton, Ohio. And uh, I've got a very good athlete uh, that's already turned me on named Lester Stroll, which he was the uh, pitching coach for the Chicago Cubs, and he just retired. And he sent me a couple of names of some kids. So it's a network, you know, and one of the things that I'm finding out that's good for me right now, I've got to go back and and network with those athletes and through that process get a streamline of potential prospects uh, going into high school, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So I have something to pull from. Mm -hmm. And I basically use that same philosophy when I was the uh, baseball coach there at uh, Wiley College. Also, I coach baseball at uh, Kentucky State University and Tennessee State. Okay. okay. Yeah. Coach, you know, golf, 
in inner cities, like you said, you were going around to different inner cities. Uh, mm-hmm. When when it comes to, to to the sport of golf, especially in inner city public schools or inner city schools, period, the kids are not being introduced to that sport on the high school level or lower, on the middle school level, and they're not being introduced to the sport except through maybe television. Tiger Woods has always been a big influence, uh, especially in the African-American community, along with the, uh, and his name escapes me right now, the other golfer, he was in the uh, PGA uh, tournament uh, this week. I forgot his name. Wow. But anyway, uh, I, I know it's a tough, very tough road to recruit uh, young men and young women who are not just golfers, but good golfers. You want to you want a level golfer that you could go in and and, and compete on, right? Yeah. Why 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 should the 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 Tiger Woods go to you instead of Stanford or somewhere else? I mean, it piggybacking off of you what you're saying, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, guys. Uh, I think one thing that we, we, we all have to be very realistic about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a process. Yes, I'm not going to get the, the top athlete. Mm-hmm. But uh, Michael Jordan wasn't the top athlete. That's true. Right. You see what I'm saying? So you have to go into it with an understanding right. that when you look at an athlete, you're looking at where would he be at in two years? Where would he be at in three years? Mm-hmm. You're looking at the potential of the athlete, mm, right? Okay. okay. To me, I think that's important to look at because I uh, and I think Jeff could tell you that the, the answer. What I'm where I'm coming from on this is there were a lot of kids that I gave an opportunity when I was a baseball coach that were not seasonal athletes, were not highly recruited athletes, mm-hmm. but we brought those young men in with the uh, idea. Where would they be at in a year? What would they be at in two years? And give them an opportunity to excel at a level by playing a competitive schedule. And we played a very competitive schedule in the fall. Mm-hmm. Now, we had a philosophy. Philosophy is you do it your way in the fall. And that's the same principle I'm going to take to God. Okay. You do it your way, and then after that, I'm going to show you what it's going to take to play at the next level. And the next level is where do you want to be as a person? Mm-hmm. Whether it be in the classroom or on the field. Now, that individual person will be evaluated and they come in. And then at that point in time, we sit down as an individual and we discuss their strengths. We discuss their weaknesses. And now when the fall, when the spring comes around, now we're playing what we call for real. Mm-hmm. By that time, we are still working out during off season. We're lifting weights, we're training, and we are having sessions, study sessions, and same thing we're going to have in golf. So, I'm not going to be naive enough to say that I'm not going to get the best athlete because I'm a firm believer that it's what you make. Mm-hmm. Wow! Okay. When you step into a situation, you step into it with the understanding: where can I put this person at? A year down the road, two years down the road, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, go ahead. You know, I appreciate that. You know, um, 
the when you said you look at the potential, mm-hmm. um, that's that's a big statement to me, because I mm-hmm. think a lot of you know a lot of big colleges always go for you know the what is the five star athletes. Mm-hmm. They want the mm-hmm. top of the line off the back, and they won't settle for anything less. But here you're willing to take a student, whether they're five you know star or two star, because you see something in them. And that's mm-hmm. got to be very important for a student athlete or just an athlete, whether he's academic or not, to come to a place where, you know, the coach is willing to look at you for who you are and, and look at you for what you can be. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff and I were talking earlier about going to HBCUs and how uh, our teachers and stuff are really geared toward us as a student as opposed to going to bigger white colleges. And what you mm-hmm. just said kind of back, b- backed up my argument. And I really, really appreciate that from you. It, it was an mm-hmm. excellent quote, and I love it, man. Right. Just, just yeah. great. Every, everybody can't be a Harold Varner uh, right. coming, out of, coming out of college. That's you know? great. And, it's, uh, not gonna it's not going to happen that way. And, and to me, that's the challenge as, as a coach we have to develop. Uh, and piggyback into what I just said is we also had what we call a redshirt program. If a young man felt like that he couldn't make the varsity team, we'd redshirt him and we'd redshirt him for a year so he still has five to play for. And golf is the same basic principle. Mm-hmm. You come in, we develop, and then we sit down and man to man and we thought, well, if you think you can match up with the kids that we have, no problem. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice giving you another year of eligibility. You hone your skills in and you get yourself where you feel like you can compete. So now when Jeff Lowe leaves, I still got kids coming, stepping up. And so, of course, now it's my time. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that developmental phase because to me as a coach, it doesn't do any good for me to go out and recruit what I consider top athletes. And I'm good for two or three years. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm, I'm back at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was a coach at Wiley, one of the things that we, 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 we felt like was good for us, is once we start to win, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we got kids waiting and hungry to get up in the slot. We got kids that when they get injured, we got other kids to step up and be in just as an active part. Now, the, the problem comes in is that if Jeff Lowe decides that he doesn't want to go to class, then we rest Jeff Lowe. Mm-hmm. Now the next guy in line, well, where is he at on the depth chart? There he is, Steve Brown. Steve, it's your responsibility not to let Jeff back in. Mm-hmm. Now, if you let him back in, that's on you. That means if you don't go to class, then the next guy on the list, he steps up. You see, that's a basic principle by which I'm going to build a program on. Because I think it's important for us to understand that I've got to be able to tell Jeff Lowe's mother that, hey, look, he's doing great, but he's not going to class. So his values are not the same. So we're looking for the well-rounded young man that can get an education here and play a competitive scheduling basis. Yeah. And this is the philosophy by which that I think all the kids that I recruited out of Detroit and other areas, these young men came in with a good, solid foundation and got their degree. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what I can say. Right. You know, 
giving that person an opportunity to understand. It's not easy because some of them are going to be challenged. Some of them think they're better than what they are. And all of a sudden, they get out there and find out, oh, man, this is a different world. Yes, it is. God, you've got to adjust to the wind. You've got to adjust to the climate. And plus, you got to learn how to shake the ball, hit the ball left, hit the ball right. right. And you also have got to think the game. Is it best for me to, behind the tree, is it best for me to hit the ball out in the fairway or try to hit a ball between the tree? No, hit the ball out in the fairway. You hit it over in the woods, take your penalty, and let's move on. And these are the kind of things that we will work on during the off season. Now, I can't sit here and tell you that is that coach where he came from out of high school, is he teaching him in that? And I don't think they are. I don't think they're going as in-depth as I'm going to have to go into it. Right. And, and this is a process that I think is important to teach our young men how to be leaders in the classroom, at home, or anywhere they go. Anywhere they go. And, and this is uh, the philosophy that I'm going to take with us when we go out and recruit these young men. Uh, we've got a pretty good – probably got, uh, I was counting it the other day, I probably got about 30 kids that I've talked to. I haven't signed anybody yet mm-hmm. because I'm a believer that patience is a virtue. We talked about that in the scriptures. You know, you're trying to let them get out of school, let them make decisions, and then you narrow your choices down. Mm-hmm. Narrow your choices down and give those kids a process of, now, we, we, we talked to you on numerous occasions. Now you tell me where you want to be at. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it's it's not going to be easy. Right. But how, how can you get where you want to go and it's too easy? You know, right. Right? Coach, that's, that's I, not a good. I want, I want to ask you this also. You know, golf and uh, every major college, uh, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Is a non-revenue producing sport. Mm-hmm. How would one uh, actually pay for a golf scholarship, or a, not a scholarship, but pay for pay for their education and uh, and, and and their golf uh, at the same time? Being that it's not a reven- revenue producing sport, I know okay. a lot of golf programs do not offer uh, scholarships to golfers? Okay. We do offer scholarships. Okay. Our scholarships are based on need. Need, it, it breaks it down to four, possibly four or five different categories. Mm-hmm. Just like it was in baseball. Jeff, uh, baseball was not a revenue sport either. Right. When you, when you look at it, the bottom line of it. So what we do is we require all of our kids to fill out the financial aid package. Okay. We require all of our young men to fill out the, uh, what we call, take the SAT and the ACT. And depending on how they score, they receive X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, in Texas, you automatically get X amount of dollars just, just because you're from Texas. Okay, then if the kid doesn't qualify, he's not from Texas, we subsidize that with scholarship. Okay, then at that point in time, uh, we have certain entities with private donations and stuff like that there. So, this is the area that we look at to see where this young man fits at. And, and I think, Joe, uh, Jeff, you can verify this, is that 
when you when you came down here to Wiley, you had to fill out the financial aid package. Right. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes uh, you know those kids don't qualify. Sometimes most of the times they do. Right. Mm-hmm. That, the same thing applies is that we have a work study program. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on a process now where a young man, uh, some young men that I'm looking at, they can work at a golf course and be paid through work study and learn the skill well enough to whereas that they can go out and maybe manage a golf course one day. You know, so mm-hmm. th- this is one of the areas that we're tapping into now. And I've been exposed to and I just about got the, the specifics worked out, you know, on it. So those are some of the avenues that we're basically approaching this from. And Jeff, as you know, is you got some of your parental minority churches there in Detroit mm-hmm. that's willing to step out and say, hey, you know, this guy's uh, from the United Methodist Church or for whatever reason, and we've got some money set aside. But now they want to help this young man along the way as well as young ladies along the way. Right. So there, there are areas out here. Uh, I had a uh, donor the other day. We're going to get together next week, and uh, he's already called me and said, well, Jacob, what can we do to help Mm-hmm. These are, I'm a member of a private uh, association, Trailblazers, here in, in uh, Longview. We want to help. What can we do? Right. So we're going to get together next week. So the word is out. Okay. But the thing we've got to do is not allow ourselves to get in a negative mindset because we, we don't find him, but we just got to keep looking. You know, you, that's what I'm relying on. Some of my uh, past athletes to let's let's just stay on the course. Right. I found you. Why can't I find somebody else? Right. You, yeah. you touched on it earlier, Coach, about some of the other opportunities that exist in the sport of golf. Everybody's not going to be on the PGA Tour, okay? Right. Caddies make a whole bunch of money. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about some of the other opportunities that exist in golf. Okay. Now, uh, they have what they call the first tee program. Mm-hmm. I'm working in the first tee program and where they actually start training young kids. And it's sponsored association by the PGA. And uh, the first tee program allows a person to go out and work with young kids for training. Well, if you're training, you can offer private lessons. In tr- private lessons everywhere in the United States is a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big thing. And then in the first T program, it puts you in a situation where you learn how to uh, what we call uh, work in the shop and you're handling money. You, so you learn how to manage a golf course. You know? You're selling shirts, you're selling, you're putting on grips and, mm-hmm. and stuff like this here. So, right. That puts you in, a, in the market of managing a golf course, mm-hmm. and it's it's a wide open field. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a wide open field, but a lot of people are not exposed to it. Right. But when when you look at the big picture of networking, networking means just say, hey, man, you mean you working at a golf course? Yes, you am, man. I went through college, worked four years at a golf course. Now I know how to manage a golf course. You know. You, you got to learn how to manage the grounds, manage the greens, you know, and uh, learn basically how 
it's, it's manual label, but it's not manual labor. <clears throat> it's not manual label in the sense that it's not something that you can't do because now you're a supervisor. Right. Super, you know, the same thing applies in baseball. You got guys making big money just managing the field. Yeah. They got four or five guys working for them. Mm-hmm. All he's doing is just pointing left and right. Hey, man, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do it. And he's, he's just marketing himself. Coach, uh, let me let me shift a little bit. Uh, coming down to the uh, last parts of the uh, show, um, why should students? Why is it important for minority students to go to HBCs like Wiley, Tuskegee, Morehouse, and Spelman? Why is that important for them? If, well, what's your opinion? I, I try not to use the word "why is it important." Education is an education. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I was coaching baseball at Wilder and the other schools, I said, well, you, you first need to tell me what, what, what are your values here? Uh, are you, when you couldn't go to the white school, where were you going? Mm-hmm. They were going to HBC. So where is your best opportunity? And, and kids hadn't been educated to that. What they're, what they're looking at, and well, you know, I look up in the stands and I see 30,000, 40,000 folks in the stands. I said, okay. I said, but how does that make a living? How are you going to make a living? Worry about how many people in the stands. If you have the talent, you have the education, that you can take to the bank. And that's, that's pretty cut and dry, right. you know. Do you go to a classroom and you have a social security number and you got 400 kids in your class and that's all you are, social security number? You go to a smaller institution. Now you're a part of 15, maybe 20 people. You learn how to connect. You learn how to interact with people. And those skills will carry you that you know. Well, you know, how many people did you meet at Wiley College that you either talk to now or you are still connected. Mm-hmm. And see, those are the processes that you got to try to educate our kids on right. to understand how important it is. Do you want to get lost in a number? Mm-hmm. The number means you're in this number four or six. But do you want to go somewhere where you are a president of your class? You so interact, nice. you join a sorority, you join a fraternity, and those people connect with you to the point whereas if you get an opportunity to connect with them the rest of your life. To me that's a that's a lifetime situation. Oh yeah. Somewhere where they know your name as opposed to like you said, just social security. That's right. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Coach, uh can you give us your, your your information again if somebody wants to contact you uh regarding uh golf or education at Wiley College, uh give, yeah. give me your information again. I have a, I have a web page and my email is uh, Jacob, it's J R O B I N S O N two at Wiley W I L E Y C period education E D U. Can you give that to us again, please? Yes, J R O B I N S O N two and you got an A. Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y, C, period, E-D-U. 
And my uh, personal phone number is 903-926-3763. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Uh, you know, we want to – we appreciate you taking time out to talk to us and to enlighten us of, on, uh, you know, the sport of golf and Wiley College and so forth like that in the recruit recruitment phase. Uh, you know, everybody out there, if you're interested in it and uh, you think that Wiley College might be a good place for you to go, uh, hit up the coach at his information and uh, go down there and have a good time. Learn life, experience it, and enjoy it. Uh, we're going to sign off now. Coach, uh, thank you very much for your time. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Okay. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Every little bit helps, man. Oh, All yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm Keith Butler and uh, my co-host Jeffrey Lowe. And uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening to The Hook. And uh, remember, if you have any information you want to get, you know, contact us. I can be reached at K-E-B-U, the number 10, at Yahoo.com. Right. That's K-E-B-U, the number 10, at Yahoo.com. And Jeff can be reached at J-Low, that's J-L-O-W-E, J-Low, 1215 at Gmail. Dot com. That's J-Low, J-L-O-W-E, at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd like to thank you all for listening again. Stay tuned in. And uh, remember, hey, the next time when somebody asks you, said, hey, where'd you get that information from? Just tell them, I caught it on the hook. All right, everybody. Have a good time. Thanks for listening. Peace.